Hello and welcome to Meet Me in Tennessee. I'm your host, Allie, and this podcast is sponsored by the Northeast Tennessee Tourism Association. You can find us online at northeasttennessee.org and on all social media. And today we're in the studio with Austin Finch. Thank you for being here. Glad to be here. Austin is an Economic Development Director with Irwin Utilities. Um, Austin, can you share a little bit about your work with Irwin Utilities and any current projects you'd like to talk about with our listeners? Yeah, so um, my job is technically at the utilities, but it's very broad. You know, I also serve as like executive director for the Joint Economic Development Board of Unicoi County. And economic development as a whole is very broad. And since we only have one person in my role in our whole county, I end up doing things like industrial development, workforce development, real estate development, and tourism development. And it just, the list goes on, like whatever we need to do to kind of, you know, pivot and grow our community and, you know, take the steps to improve quality of life. You know, we figure it out as it comes yeah. up. Yeah, I'm always curious what economic development entails because it seems like so much falls under that umbrella. It's very nebulous. Whatever we decide it entails at the time, right? typically. Um, But I like that you say quality of life. That's definitely uh, something that kind of ties everything together. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do you think uh, your organization supports community growth for locals and tourists alike? Well, there's so many facets that actually grow a community. You know, you have to increase the appeal people to want to come there you know i think that's where tourism comes into play a lot is you know have those kind of assets that make it an exciting place to be people come visit and then they decide to live but then if they want to live there where are you going to put them you know we're we're, you know like there's only so many houses available so you got to kind of also work with developers to gain interest in the market and remove the barriers for them to build and then also bring in new amenities for people to have once those houses are built you know new restaurants and you know, shops and bars, whatever they like. So it's um, a moving target sometimes, but it's really fun. Absolutely, and what a what a timely topic. Like I, I get so passionate thinking about economic development because it could go in so many directions. Right, especially um, around here. And right now with this increase and in influx of people moving from all around the country, I absolutely see your point on creating these establishments that attract people and they keep them here. Mm-hmm. So either they're coming back to visit or yeah. they just never leave. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the whole goal too is like to keep, you know, our people here and keep them growing here and thriving here. You know, I was one of the ones that, you know, hit the door at 18, you know, moved to a bigger city and thought I'd keep going, but then you know realize that, you know, this is a heck of a place to live and a place to be. You know, yeah. why am I out in Denver where, you know, the air hurts like hurts to breathe sometimes. Yeah. You know, like or you can't <laughs> breathe at all because there is no air. Um, that high elevation. Yeah, high elevation, yeah. Or, you know, come back here and just, you know, be in this beautiful spot and why things are growing. Yeah. So, yeah, it felt like a great opportunity for sure. I like where you're going with that, though. So let's talk about that a little bit. You moved out to Denver. What attracted you back to Northeast Tennessee? Well, you know, I always love the area. You know, it's definitely home, always. Um, but ultimately, you know, Went away, had my fun, had a great life, you know, built a little career. Um, you got to see a lot of the West Coast and stuff. But, you know, at some point you got to start focusing on what matters, you know, family, friends. And so at that phase of life, decided I should come back this way. Yeah. But I got lucky because the pandemic hit. I don't know if I'm lucky for that, but there were some new opportunities that came up. And sure. this area started rapidly seeing growth. And it's like, well, I can move home and catch this wave of growth and be a part of it in this economic development job yeah. and, you know, try to steer Unicoi County in, 
you know, this, this new world we're living in. Uh, I've seen what's happened to Colorado towns when a change comes rapidly and they lose identity or lose what makes them, you know, who they are and they become what others want them to be. And I want to make sure that we have our stake, that Unicoi County is Unicoi County, just the best one we can be and the most appealing we can be. Yes. So. Ooh, I love where this is going. Um, so let's let's think about that more. So you went out to Denver. Were you able to take anything from that, like the identity piece and bring that back into your work now? The identity of Colorado or mountain towns or? Just talking about how the rapid growth out there, um, you say they may have start to lose their identity as a smaller right. entity. Yeah. So you're able to now think of Unicoi as this place that has its own culture. Right. Yeah. So I believe it is, you know, like separate. Like some people ask me, you know, like a lot really like, oh, well, if you're economic development director, what do you want it to be? Like, who do you want to be like? And I was like, well, I mean, I think I could borrow from some people on some things I do like, but I'm not going to go pick and say, you know, I want Irwin to be Boulder, Colorado or right. Georgetown or whatever out there, you know. So it's totally its own place. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. Yeah, we're just yeah. going to be, you know, who we are. And yeah. I think that's that's such a cool, cool part about moving away and mm -hmm. like realizing we do have our own culture here and our own sense of place. And yeah. then coming back to strengthen the roots in the community is just really, really. Yeah. Well, I don't think this area appreciates itself well enough, like individually. Um, you know, I think it's, it's something that we've, I don't know, it's almost like a chip sometimes it feels like. Like we don't see our potential or our value and kind of see us as second tier or lower. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, no, I mean, this is the place people want to be. Outside looking in, yes. they see this yes. area as a great place to be, and particularly Unicoi County as a place to be. You know, yeah. and that's that's my stance at least, but yeah. yeah. Um, so thinking about Unicoi County and Irwin, um, what are some natural resources, attractions, events, or items that put Irwin on the map as a visitor destination? Well, I mean, we are Tennessee's trail town and have been, you know, since the trail was founded. You know, we, you know, have 54 miles of Appalachian Trail in Unicoi County, you know, right down the main ridge there. Yeah. Um, it comes right down into town, you know, and you can, you know, stay at iconic hostels, take a quick shuttle ride over to downtown. Um, hikers spend their zero days there because, you know, not only is it just a good waypoint, but in the resources you have, but we also have the Nolichucky River, which right. is the last great free flowing river in the state. You know, the rest are dammed and, you know, lakes are great, but, you know, river activities hold their own spot in the minds of tourists. And we yes. have that. And some of the best rapids in the world, according world to class. some magazines, it's all, yeah. it's world class. Yeah, it's, you know, absolutely. Yeah, you've been there. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it was, what is it, Outboard Magazine, Rapting Magazine, something like that had it. But, um, you know, especially for out east, we have some of the best options. You know, we have a new outfitter, uh, rafting outfitter that just moved in from, you know, Colorado because they see the potential here. Yeah. And Talking about Blue Ridge Paddling? Blue Ridge Paddling, yeah. yeah. Yep, so um, we have Blue Ridge Paddling, we have USA Raft Adventure Resort. Um, it's absolutely a world-class river. People come yeah. from all over, and we think about like Noli Fest and Soul Slam Mountain Jam, bringing in thousands of visitors to the state. Yeah, yeah. And then right, in our right own unique little zone. funky way. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so, you know. What it's a special, a special place. It really is, yeah. And it's like this, you know, very just well-situated, you know, mountain town. Any direction you're going in or when you're heading towards mountains, you know, which is, you know, uncommon with interstate access. So you're, you know, out of, you know, my door, downtown Irwin, I'm 40 minutes to downtown Asheville, which is a whole different world 
in and oh, of itself. Yeah. But just right over the gap. Yeah, and then 20 minutes to Johnson City. And, you know, I got lakes and, you know, things not too far. Um, you know, we got a new mountain bike park open, the Naked Mountain Bike Park, we're yeah. working on expanding. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, we're yeah, looking at, you know, trying to grow that, working on a grant application now. Miles of mountain biking trail coming to Irwin. Yeah. On top of the existing. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's 52% national forest. So all that land there is protected. It will always be beautiful as long as- Fills my soul. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as, as long as the government exists for however long that may be, but it'll be, yeah, it'll be there. So, um, Nestled well positioned, and it's got all the things that I think people, well, when they want to come to this region, have. Yeah. I think it's just our goal now to kind of brand that identity. You know, even my friends who come from like where I went to school in Louisville, Kentucky, or from Colorado, when they say they're coming to Unicoi County, oftentimes they'll say they're coming to Johnson City and spend no time in Johnson City itself. They just, they, they, it's about brand recognition, I think. And yeah. I'm happy to be in with Johnson City as far as what it has to offer and what we complement, but we got to make sure that we, you know, you know where you're at when you're doing the things you need to quit County too. Yeah. And spending money there. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, I, I, I love this industry so much because we were just talking about how supportive it is and, and our neighboring cities and towns all want to see each other grow. Yeah. Um, Cause we bring people here and then they branch out. Mm -hmm. And Johnson City does a great job at their identity, you know, go all out in Johnson City. It's kind of like the base yeah. camp, like the bigger, city but then Irwin is known for the accessibility to the outdoors yeah um yeah. so you were talking about mountain biking rivers and we're talking you know kayaking paddle boarding mm -hmm. um <clears throat> now one willing which is coming coming on strong <laughs> you raft. um and then he's gonna talk that one into existence for sure yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. for sure um but then we have the what's the trail in Irwin um, that kind of follows the Nolichucky. It's a little more calm. Like the uh, linear trail? Yes, the linear yeah, trail. Yeah, so a city-run park, you know, miles long, one of the town to the other. So we have accessible trails for all skill levels yeah. in Irwin. Um, and then you talked a little bit about folks coming off the AT and spending their zero days there. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect accessible town because it's all so confined. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, you know, go downtown and you can walk through the grocery store. Yeah. You can walk to the coffee shop. It's very walkable. Tap room. Yeah. Very walkable. And that's something that, you know, when I pick my house and, you know, some people are like, why would you pick a house in town? Like you need to live like away from everybody. And I'm like, I want to be able to go, I want to, be able to like walk out my door and go see friends, go to a coffee shop, go to a restaurant, a bar, an art that's gallery, dream. music shop, whatever you have we have. kids, like biking your kids to school. Like that's something I always consider. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like living close a, enough to do that. Imagine putting them on a bus for an hour or having to be in those bigger cities where they have like depots. They go and wait and then go on Subways. The <laughs> Subways, we don't even think yeah. About. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, let's talk a little bit about Irwin's downtown because mm -hmm. that's kind of booming right now. We have a couple new shops down there. Yep. Can you talk a little bit about any kind of new restaurants or I know there's a new plant shop? Yeah. Yeah. Things are, you know, moving and shaking for sure. So one of the things we were missing for a long time was a proper restaurant. You know, we had little eateries or, you know, sandwiches or- Some pretty smoothies. awesome country diners. Yeah, yeah, like the meat and threes, yeah. Those are, um, you know, they're uh, iconic, but we didn't have one that like really fit the tourism demographic we were going after. Um, and it was really, it wasn't a market thing. It was a difficulty in finding the right space in downtown. Um, and luckily, you know, the Economic Development Board worked with the town of Irwin to create some incentives. Uh, one of which was just a, a hood grant. Like, we will help you get the equipment you need to build this space out correctly. 
and then get this restaurant open. Is this part of that kitchen project? No, that's that's okay. a separate project. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't so sure. um, and that's in town of Unicoi, and that's a you know essentially a business incubator, which I think we should be doing a lot more with soon, as to how we're going to get people starting you know their careers and dreams in Unicoi County. Absolutely. One of the, the best things that people really underestimate, and I got to figure out how to get this story out there, is like the average age of the new entrepreneur in downtown Irwin is probably about 24 years old. We have an 18 year old who started a bakery with Whoa. support of local, you know, I helped her a little bit with, you know, a marketing grant we had and put her in with um, just some local investors who, you know, believed in her and her sister's potential. Mm -hmm. And now, yeah, so our, you know, Cornerstone Bakery What's is- What's the name of the bakery? Uh, the, uh, the Bellflower Bakery. Ooh, I've yeah. not been there yet. Yeah, Okay. great, like the best bread and the best, I mean, hands down, some of the best baked goods I've you ever had. 18? I think she might be 19 now. Okay, okay. Yeah, but- Still. Yeah, Nonetheless. like graduated high school like mm -hmm. last year and is now running a bakery. Very well, I might add. Yeah. And with local support. And then, you know, we have a place called the Groovy Smoothie. Um, Love the Groovy Smoothie. Yeah. Local graduate. It's a must. Alex Peterson. Yeah. So she, 24 years old. That's so cool. You know, Michael uh, owns a tap room. He's now 30, which I guess is so debatably young, young. This young workforce is like coming up and like initiating these small businesses. It, there's lower, is so awesome. There's community support and yeah. lower barriers of entry means that they can actually go and make something happen in Irwin. And they are, and Nail Salon, she's 21, 22. Um, and just in the restaurant here, he's in mid thirties. I mean, it's like, all, yeah, there's so many ways to get people actually, you know, rolling when, you know, you have a community that is willing to back you. Yeah. The, the bigger the place gets, the higher the, it, you get you're lost in all the commotion, right? Sure. But there it's like, you know, people are very dedicated. Like, I know this person. I want this business to succeed. I'm going to go show up for them. And what a what a great supportive entrepreneurship community we have here in yeah. Northeast Tennessee. Absolutely. Um, Sync Space, you yep. know, <clears throat> Founders Forge, mm -hmm. um, just some really, really awesome leaders helping these people to get their dreams up and rolling. Yeah. Um, do you, in your position, uh, do you work with the university or these entrepreneurship organizations? And helping oh, yeah. like get these these kids started. Yeah, so you know these have been you know really uh, at least these particular you know smaller businesses have just been more you know buy your bootstraps and it just comes down to cash. They know what they want. They know their business model. You know just help them get started. Um, we have some grants coming to from the state and other places that are going to actually bring in training from a high level to help them you know be better at supply chain, uh, be better at you know kind of how to order in mass to save money and maybe collective ordering for the whole town. Yeah. If you could bring in one order of your wholesale food, you can make it cheaper for everyone. Those kind of things are the strategies they're going to teach. Uh, but I work with, you know, those other organizations, universities, those, um, I guess you call them incubator spaces and mm -hmm. stuff too. Um, really try to brainstorm and figure out the bigger ideas for other projects we have coming. You know, we're going to be renovating and redeveloping the old CSX general office building. And yeah, so that's 36,000 square feet in this beautiful industrial building. And then, you know, the developers lined up. Um, we're getting all the proper documentation, which is a lot harder than I expected, but it's, you know, everything's, working with the railroad is, you know, has its challenges, but, you know, we're lucky to, you know, get that accomplished. So, and try to bring in some additional support from those organizations. Like, how are we gonna make this building a hub to bring back energy and life oh and goodness, youth yes. and families. Yeah, and we have big backers too, uh, already. Really? Locked into place, yeah. Like people who are willing to um, willing to invest in, in this vision for 
you know, the future of Unicoi County. And yeah, so. These projects like stoke my fuel. Like it gets me so excited. I know. Yeah. And yeah, everyone's going to be a different place in like two to three years. Different, oh, yeah. different as in more energy, you know. Just planting the seeds and nurturing them right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's already growing so rapidly. Yeah. It's a, it's a great time to kind of be there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I just think about, you know, we went to a governor's conference recently and one of the, yeah. the main topics was um, the workforce. Like, how do we get the youth interested in hospitality and tourism? Mm -hmm. And I just think like you have such a significant role in doing that by incubating and supporting these new businesses coming to town. Yeah. It's so important. I hope so. I hope it, hope it matters. Hope we, you know. It does matter. Yeah. yeah. How, how are we going to like create that pipeline? you know, of get students wanting to come back to, um, you know, right. once you're in high school. And I'll go and I'll do these government days, you know, talk about, talk about my job to, you know, kids who couldn't care less about, you know, some many, many of the aspects at least, but they but do some get of excited. Them will. Yeah. So yeah. they do get excited mm -hmm. about the things that they think will impact their life. They yes. don't care that sometimes you have to do a pilot to incentivize an industry to bring in jobs to do that. Well, they, right. don't, they don't care about that. They do care though about like, well, what's gonna be here? What can I do? What's, what's life gonna be like? Right. Um, and you know, a lot of them, when I ask the question, I'm like, how many of you all plan on staying in Unicoi County after you graduate? You know, maybe 2% of hands. How many of you all plan on leaving and never coming back? And the percentage is a lot higher. <laughs> right, you I know? remember being that age though and just wanting to go as far away. Well, yeah, it was me too. I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm going to go off to the <laughs> right. big Never city. I want to go back. change the world. And, you know, I think, you know, changing the world's a great idea in theory. I think we all have to accept that maybe we, if we want to make a difference in the world, we can't change the whole world, but we can change our pocket of the world. Yeah. And that's kind of my goal now. We can you know? start right here in our community. Yeah. Yeah. If everybody had that mentality, how great would the world be? Yeah, and I you think know. it's great that you're sharing your experience with these kids because just by them seeing you make a difference, I mean, you never know who that's going to inspire down the road. Yeah. Or just at least let them know, like, you can go off, you know, do the things you want to do, go get some education and some experience. Yeah. But if you have something to bring back and contribute, we'll, we'll help you Absolutely. Do that. Yeah. Like, go explore and, and bring back your knowledge and help us grow. Yeah, bring back your knowledge and get some <laughs> investment if you can find it. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, so how do you think that in terms of uh, state visitation and tourism, how can that act as a tool um, to promote sustainable development in our region, and we can talk specifically in Irwin. Well, I think this region and Irwin have the same problem, Irwin to a higher extent than the more broad region. Um, we're, we're graying, uh, graying a bit. While retirees are moving in, our, our population is retiring and youthful people have moved out. Birth rates have gone lower, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with that innately, you know, like the more the merrier, uh, anybody yeah but the problem is is that if they are retired they are not working if they are not working we cannot grow the economy and provide the services for the retirees so how do you enhance the appeal to young people if you don't have young people already here to enhance that sure so tourism serves as that kind of vehicle where basically if I can create something that will attract people from elsewhere to spend money and sustain it that same piece will attract people to move to experience and be by that. You know, our generation, right. the one younger than us is very experience based. And, you know, basically this is going to uh, enable and sustain, you know, a new kind of uh, lifestyle. I think. Yeah, and I think it kind of goes back to um, when you were talking about like new infrastructure and mm -hmm. talking about the new river park. Yeah. That's a, a clear asset that could attract that younger folk who may come here as a, a 
destination mm -hmm. and may end up moving here to start a bakery or, yeah. you know. Or whatever, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, sustainable infrastructure. <clears throat> la yeah, lasting publicly available, you know, infrastructure. I think that's the big thing, you know, and Building while we're exploring blocks. a river park, while we're exploring better access to that, you know, while we, while we make these steps is to make sure people have, you know, things to do accessible and easy in Nicoy County. Yeah, and, and just revitalizing like our downtowns. Um, yeah, and these are, these are the things people want, you know, want to see. And not every generation views it all equally, you know, either, but that don't think that's necessarily the point either you know there's something right. for everybody is kind of the goal yeah yeah sweet and i think Irwin does have a little bit of of all, everything a little melting pot for everybody yeah um especially for the outdoor adventurer though right i mean yeah. can't help but capitalize on that like it it is an outdoor adventure destination hands oh, yeah. down oh yeah um so i think we've we've kind of covered i did want to talk a little bit about uh festivals in Irwin, like the apple festival yeah. and uh the great outdoors fest yeah, so we've actually made, so the Apple Festival has been an anchor for a very long time. You should probably know the exact amount of decades, but I think it's like 50, I think we're at 50, 45. For a hot minute. Long time. <laughs> um, you know, and it brings a great crowd and, you know, very wholesome, very, it's a very, it's a very Southern event, you know. First weekend in October, I believe. Yep, it is. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, a great time to be in Tennessee in the fall. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, craft vendors, great food, music, all, I mean, it's just, a, it's a great time. Yeah. Um, All the local honeys and apple butters. Yes. You have plenty of both, you know. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, it's, you gotta, again, it's like, you know, how are you gonna have that broader appeal too? Like, what's next? And the Great Outdoors Festival was something that was created a few years ago, specifically geared towards the hikers who come through, um, you know, who have, you know, timed it out just so, you know, the biggest population will be there. Uh, and there are a lot of hikers that come through. Um, but I think we should work on expanding that appeal. And that's something we're doing recently is a, a rebrand of that festival. Um, something yeah. that, that I've suggested to the other groups in town and that we're going to pull together on is creating the uh, Tennessee Trails and Tunes Festival. Ooh. Yeah, so it's, it's broader. It's the outdoor appeals more generally. Um, but again, these, these hikers and these people who are coming through and these outdoor adventure folks, they like experiences and we need to sample hospitality of Tennessee and we are lucky sure. to be a state whose whole identity is tied in music. Yeah. You know, Kentucky's got bourbon, which is great. Love bourbon, right? <laughs> but and you know, Indiana's got I guess speedway races. Yeah, no, things for like sure. that. We we as a, a branded identity have music. Music we, heritage. Yeah. That Country, is bluegrass, folk. I massive, mean, massive. Founding fathers are here. Yeah, so we need to cash in on that, you yeah, know, cash, cash in. Cash in, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cash in. <laughs> yeah. So, and, yeah, basically give them an experience. Like, this is, is it, we're for, if we are Tennessee's trail town, this is the Tennessee experience. And pull people from other side of the mountain, pull people who are local too, Unicoi County yeah. as well. Like, they like this music, they like that. And this is a festival for, for them as well. So hopefully we can grow the attendance, um, especially over time. Trails and tunes, I like that, that addition of music. Yeah. I think that'll be a good factor for it, for the festival. Um, everyone is filled with festivals. I'm just now having this like mm -hmm. flood, thinking of all, all of it. Nullifest. Sass yeah, Nullifest, Sassafras Moon. Sassafras Moon, now which one's that? Yeah, so it's like um, Herbalacha hosted. Okay, yep. So basically, yes. there's this, you know, such a rich tradition of herbal medicine in this part of the world, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's something that went away with, you know, 
as pharmaceutical companies became giants and the uh, industrialization of medicine started pushing this you know, to the fringes. But I mean, used to, people would come here from everywhere to get their medicine because you know, yeah. Northeast Tennessee is the second most biodiverse place on the entire planet, second Hello. only to the Amazon. You're getting me so excited. I know, yeah, only, we're only second to the Amazon with biodiversity, the plants we have. We're a temperate rainforest. We're a temperate Facts, rainforest, yeah. yeah. Facts, yeah. Like this, we have a way of, the environment here is unique and that creates new methods for those type of herbal medicines. So she's leaning into, Michelle Belton, leaning into that heritage in this festival. I'd like to learn more about that. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, <laughs> so like, I have a general concept, but it's just fascinating. And I feel like we're not even beginning to capitalize off what that means. Right. We haven't even really talked about agritourism, but you, you talk about like herbs and, and just the richness of the soil and the greenery yeah. and our rain. Everything I mean, everything grows better in Unicoi County. And that's just fact. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried both. Yeah, I've tried. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're thinking, we're thinking about some herbs and some old folklore kind yeah. of leading me down into a, a yeah. pathway here. <laughs> oh, gosh. You mean the wampus cat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you like to share Would, the story of the wampus cat or is that I can, is that I can share it generally. Can you yeah, share a brief I, I overview? Wish, uh, I wish I had my eighth grade history <laughs> teacher, Tim Higgins, here to explain truly okay, the so, story. So yeah, Austin has um, has a story that goes deep into the roots of, of Unicoi. Yeah. No, or, or Appalachia more generally, but yeah, sure. cryptids. Every, you know, if you're going to have a real culture, you got to have your cryptids. Yeah, I think they have like Mothman. Yeah. They have the Goatman out in places, you know, oh, the New Jersey totally Devil. Ours. Yeah, the so we have the, the Wampus Cat. Yeah, so the Wampus Cat, the wampus cat is stage. this like mythical half woman, half cat that exists <laughs> allegedly. Um, in, in Appalachia. So the story my eighth grade history teacher tells so well, and I'll do a really quick version, is basically, you know, he's out in the woods and they're at a place called Lost Cove, which is technically in North Carolina, but you access it from Unicoi County, so we get to claim it because if you can't reach your own stuff, it's not yours. Mm. You know, so you go in to Lost Cove, there used to be houses and stuff there that have largely burned down. You know, he was, you know, staying in one of those houses. And we're talking like a hike where you're like following the train tracks in. You're following the train kind of tracks, theory. you know, and then you're by abandoned cars. And this used to be a town before. Off into the holler. It's a, it's a holler. It's, yeah. it's by definition a holler. Yeah. Um, one way in, one way out. Yes. Um, and so, you know, he's up in these, this old abandoned house. And then, you know, they start hearing just like this shrill, high-pitched scream. And then like? knocks can on the you, window. Can you mimic? Can I mimic a high-pitched squeal? Yeah. We need to Sure. Insert. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, like we need to insert uh, we'll, we'll, a sound effect. Insert. Yeah. <laughs> really, really. I mean, just like the most horrid, like it's just blood curdling. So I can't probably do that much. Mm -hmm. So um, they, you know, then hear like knocking on the window, and they hear the movement, you know, by, you know, this cabin. And then you think, well, this is, this is, you know, even though we don't have mountain lions around here, at least we didn't, um, it could be a bear or whatever. But then you see it raises up and it's like in the highest window and there's breath forming on, and you get a condensation forming Thinking from the like breath. Thinking like over six, seven feet tall. Yeah, yeah, easily. And, uh, and so, you know, these kids are, they're panicking and eventually, you know, there's like, all right, well, we got to make a run for it, you know, and they just take off, they get back to the train tracks and, you know, walk back down and then they go and, you know, tell, tell the town folk and they're going to bring their dogs or hunting dogs and their guns. They're going to go find whatever this is. And then they were trying to track it. 
and then they get they get to right where they got on the train tracks. They they walk up the train tracks right on, and I think they actually jumped on a train. So they got to right at that point, and the dogs stop. They like won't go any further, chasing whatever this is. And the story is basically that um, a medicine medicine man, medicine doctor, witch doctor, mm-hmm. whatever you call him, uh, of a Cherokee tribe, cursed a woman for. She was like she like hid underneath the pelt of a mountain lion, and you know came and snuck somewhere and she wasn't supposed to be. And her curse was to forever be half woman, half cat. Half woman, half cat. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um. Such a good story. It is. It, it, it through through Tim Higgins' lens, it's even better. But yeah, it's it's yeah, <laughs> you know. And I think despite the you know the fun of it, I think it's something called yeah. a wampus cat. But it's that. You know, rich cultures have legends and myths yeah. and all those things. So. And it, it's growing up here, and then if you come for yourself to experience a hike, it's there. There is just this feeling in the woods of this it's Appalachia. Yeah. I mean, it's ancient. It's These ancient. Mountains have been around for, for five hundred million years. There have been <laughs> two Rocky Mountain ranges in the time there's been one Appalachian range. Do you know that? No. Yeah, the original Rocky Mountains eroded, went under the sea again. Um, there's only a few things left, like uh, Gardens of the Gods, things like that. Yeah. And then they rose again, and all in the same time, the Appalachian Mountains have still existed before and after. So cool. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool. There's just so many stories here. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the old, yeah, one of the oldest mountain ranges in the world, and it's just like an old, I don't know, it's an old energy to it. I don't know. There is. There's yeah. such a good, good vibe about it. And I mean, it's cool that you can still hike to Lost Cove and see this kind of, uh, resemblance of an old town what used to be yeah um it's very very special thank you for sharing that yeah of course yeah. um <clears throat> so we're we'll switch it up a little bit to learn a little bit about about you about austin aside hey. from your position <laughs> um where are you from originally so it's kind of kind of complicated kind of born i was born in louisville kentucky and then you know mom's from down here in sullivan county but so my parents split up at three she moved back to blountville and so I went to school there until I was 10. But I'd always do summers in Louisville, holidays in Louisville, every other weekend in Louisville. And then moved to Unicoi at 10, then graduated from there at 18, back to Louisville for six years for college and little career, then Denver for five, and then back to... Little career, little baby career. Little career, little career. <laughs> little career. <laughs> Listen, I didn't, I did, I didn't, good work. Um, What kind of music do you enjoy and do you play any instruments? You know, I totally miss the uh, music talent bug of my family here. I have more of the Kentucky music talent, which is non-existent. Uh, What what does that entail? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Bad shower singing is really really all it is. no, and then so music all over the place. I love older music. You know, I love some '60s and '70s music. Really? I love, yeah. Like well, who? well, like Beatles. Like what? Beatles. Well, of course, I like the Beatles. Like, who doesn't <laughs> like the Beatles? You know, love some, you know, some Fleetwood Mac or um, what are some other good examples? I'm kind of just picky on my songs, but you know, just um, what's those classics? Um, so the '70s, '80s pop genre, I guess, really. Yeah. Um, what's, the, what's the first song that comes to mind when I ask what your favorite is? It'd be like "Listen to the Music" by the Doobie Brothers. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. It's just okay. like not can that I'm. Just, can you just sing a little your favorite verse? No. Sorry. <laughs> you can't have that on 
tape. And try to just yeah it. yeah okay. <laughs> no it's just um, it's just happy it's upbeat you know yeah yeah it's good uh, I don't I mean Doobie Brothers overall are good but not necessarily I don't know I pick more songs and bands and now I kind of like more like the like alt rock alt pop indie that, is that like newer stuff yeah just well I don't know I feel like music peaked in the 2010s it's been going downhill since then but I think that's just part of aging. But we have local bands here that are still rising. And <laughs> no, well, around here, the talent is limitless, and I'll support them no matter what they sound like, you know? <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's good. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, so what is a favorite restaurant in Irwin and a favorite way for you to spend a day outside in your area? Mm. Yeah. All right, so favorite restaurant. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's really like Clarence's Drive-In. Oh. Which is like such an anchor, it's you be know. Clearances. Yeah, um, even though I've heard a rumor that it closed, I had to go double check that. I should know that already, but I was gone for Thanksgiving, like just kind of abruptly. Yeah. Well, they they were trying to sell the business, and so I'm really hoping we can find a way to keep something like that going. But yeah, the interest of younger entrepreneurs is in different sorts of culinary creations. So how do you keep something that's so traditional going? Yeah, and that's a whole another topic. That's, that just, that's happening in city in other cities. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that, like, challenging part of this job is being able to jump on all these different things at once. Oh, for sure. Because you don't want anything to go wrong, but it's just, you know, it can be a lot. But, but to keep those anchors and traditions of, like, home-cooked meals home -cooked and meals, these recipes yeah. that have been passed down the for best, generations. Yeah. Get the best biscuits and gravy of your life and two sides for, like, $6. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go, and I go in yeah. Denver, and I, like, you know, look the wrong way, and I, I spent $30. I know. You know. We've been so spoiled. Yeah, we have, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's obviously, you know, the classic and, you know, what's the, what's the best day in Unicoi County? So obviously, you know, when you're, you're living life and you have your, your routine hikes and you have the things you do with your friends and, um, you know, you can go do, you know, you can go hike to Rock Creek Falls and then go yeah. to local Yeah, what's your favorite room. though? My favorite hike is Red Fork Falls. Okay, that's a good um, one. Yeah, that's the one that I always take people to. That's a classic. It is a classic and it's like somewhat treacherous. Which, it is a little treacherous. Yeah, which was like, steep. but it just makes you, I don't know, like it feels less commercialized. Um, like, you know, I felt like in Colorado, I was often waiting in line to hike. Yeah. You know, and everything is very well marked, very well maintained. That's, that's good. We need to do that better that's to some perfect, extent, yeah. but it's also, it feels like you're going to go see an attraction at, at Disneyland sometimes, you know? Uh-huh. But with this, it's like, you know, we're going to, like, like when we're going to go permit. have to walk through a creek. We're going to have to go climb down roots and branches and rocks. You might you, see a wampus cat. <laughs> you might see a wampus cat once. You won't see it again. <laughs> yeah, but, um, and you might, you, you might get muddy. You know, you will get money. You might slide down the waterfall. You, 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 it's a you, big waterfall. Yeah, this big waterfall. Yeah, and it's this giant thing. So you, you do all this, you know, treacherous hike, and you're, you get to this spot and you look up and it's this like five story waterfall and it's just magnificent and the views it and is. it's just like you know peace and you feel like you've really made it somewhere special and different and you yeah. know like a i don't know like you're in the moment you're away from you're, you're in all the, moment. the city yeah. i mean especially out there i'm trying to think of a movie forest. that like like has like some kind of comparison to this like where a river runs through it i don't know no like <laughs> Was Into it like, the wild. <laughs> I don't know, it was like Fern Gully when we were kids, like that cartoon or something. Gully. Wasn't that like some like mystical little rainforest or something? I don't remember what happened in Fern Gully. I don't, I don't either. I just remember it being somewhat <laughs> mystical. I don't know, it just feels like you're in a different world when you go to that hike. Narnia. Narnia, yeah. yeah you're through the wardrobe. 
Um, no, but yeah, that's that's a really cool spot. And you obviously got to go and see, you know, Beauty Spot. You know, of kind course, of away Beauty from there. Spot, Indian Grave Gap. Mm -hmm. um, there's just there's so much to do in Irwin. Oh, there is for sure. And it's all within. I mean, you could a half hour out from downtown, and mm -hmm. you could go mountain biking, hiking on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. Go down and, the river and then come back to eat. You have, you know, not only do you have linear trail in the park, but you have, you know, like Martin's Creek Falls, and you have all Always these different. Forget about Martin's. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're all right, right? That's, you know, minutes from downtown. Yeah. Rocky Fork State yeah. Park is just right up the road. And then two exits down on the highway, you know, you're talking like six minutes from Irwin, you're at the Pinnacle Trail in yep. Illinois. Yes, um, which is a must. A must, yeah. Great, you know, it's just. That's 360 a, views up there. Yeah, 360 views. And you're views. talking about a, a, a bigger hike. It's almost 10 miles round trip. Yeah. Um, you can bike it, hike it, run it. Yeah. We'll do one of those quicker than I will the other. <laughs> but yeah, uh, not quicker. All of the Before. above. Yeah, all of the above. Dog friendly. Um, yeah. So it's um, yeah. Yeah, a heck of a place. So, and all that's just, you know, right right there. And you got the views and, you know, and you know, I love bringing, you know, again, friends from out of town, you know, just look out at my little house in downtown Irwin and you'll see like the mist roll in over the mountains. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, so this is it's the like place we to live be. here. We live here. Yeah. Yeah. And you all live where it's congested and crowded and there's gunshots and stuff, you know. So yeah. thankful to be here, for yeah, sure. it's a great spot. Um, well, Austin, thank you for sharing and, yeah. and for coming on the show today. Um, are there any upcoming happenings or events or things that you would like to share with listeners? Oh, will there be a first Friday and a Christmas tree lighting ceremony this Friday? Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then there's also other events, um, nativity parade, things like that coming up um date not remembering off the top of my head but um and generally i'll just say just get ready for you know next spring and launching this new upgraded outdoors festival yeah and everybody definitely. from the tri-city should be there the first saturday in may yeah they should which, um, right after noli fest so like yeah check that out noli fest um and what is the new title of this outdoors fest tennessee Ten trails and tunes tennessee festival. trails and tunes cool yeah. i'm super excited to be part of that yeah um, and can you also share where folks can learn more about planning a trip to Irwin and if you have any resources uh, you'd like to share for Irwin Utilities? Yeah, so it's um, uh, realwildunicoycounty.com is our website. Uh, there are day trip planners, there are um, directories and, you know, just different features about uh, the community and you know, it explains it. Uh, you know, follow our social media, the Real Wild Unicoy County, Real Wild Unicoy County. Um, and you know, going to keep pushing that campaign and growing that. Um, and then, you know, Irwin Utilities is pretty much a one-stop shop for you know all sorts of different things that you, you might need help with uh, if you want to visit or get started uh, living or working or owning a business in Unicoi County. So awesome! Yeah, Austin, thank you for uh, joining us here in downtown Johnson City. Um, I appreciate all the work you do uh, in economic growth and beyond. Um, so thank you for that. And to our listeners. Uh, for upcoming events and happenings in Northeast Tennessee, be sure to follow us on all the socials and check out our website at northeasttennessee.org where there is more up here to do, see and be when you meet me in Tennessee. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>